0: My name is Chelsea Cahill, and I'm a 30 year old young woman residing in Rochester, New York, working in architectural eyebrow design, also known as a brow sculptor. Sydney, thank you so much for including me on this podcast. I was very lucky to fall upon Seat the Joy when an old friend and childhood neighbor posted that she would be featured on your first Power of Storytelling episode. Feeling very grateful for that discovery, I immediately was inspired to share my own story. About eight years ago, in my early 20s, I was diagnosed with a mental disorder, bipolar 1. Looking back at it now, I can see it as a blessing and a gift. I know many may think a mental illness and being a blessing or gift doesn't really usually go hand in hand, especially with how our society views mental illness or the lack thereof. I will get into my background and events leading up to what I now call a blessing, but first, The Webster's Dictionary defines mental illness, any range of medical conditions such as major depression, schizophrenia, obsessive compulsive disorder, or panic disorder that are marked primarily by sufficient disorganization of personality, mind, or emotions to impair normal psychological functioning and cause marked distress or disability, and that are typically associated with disruption in normal thinking, feeling, mood, behavior, interpersonal interactions, or daily functioning. Some of the synonyms... Craziness, delusions, depression, derangement, disturbed mind, emotional disorder, insanity, loss of mind, lunacy, madness, maladjustment, mania, mental disease, mental disorder, nervous breakdown, nervous disorder, neurosis, paranoia, personality disorder phobia, psychopathy, psychosis, sick mind, troubled mind, unbalanced mind, unsoundness of mind. My definition of mental illness, a gift, a blessing caused by a chemical imbalance in the brain with the right treatment, support, love, balance, and healthy lifestyle can be managed and lived with for the rest of your life. Fresh out of high school, I made the move across the country to Los Angeles, also known as the city of Los Angeles, to pursue my dreams of being an actor. I attended the American Musical and Dramatic Academy. Upon graduating, was hit with the harsh reality of what life was like as a 20-year-old surviving in one of the most challenging cities, pursuing one of the most challenging careers. I faced many trials and tribulations and I learned many difficult life lessons, would not have survived without the love and financial support of my amazing parents. Although, quote, living the life, unquote, in LA, I kept hitting a brick wall, barely surviving mentally. The negative self-talk soon became the only thoughts in my head. Before I knew it, I was spiraling into a deep and at times suicidal depression. Even the the support of my brother, my best friend, moving to L.A. to pursue his career behind the camera didn't cure the storm that was constant in my mind. And soon, by the quick decision of my family, I flew home with a one-way ticket on my way to what I hoped was the first step in my healing. I remember feeling so much anxiety on that flight home that nothing sounded better than being in the arms of my loving parents. But even when embraced... That did not bring me out of the deep, dark hole of nothingness that I was in. I feel like with depression, unless you've been there, you have no idea what it's like. And I would never wish the feeling of being there on anyone. Now, the time when the depression started and the next several years after, in and out of manic depressive episodes, are to me a blur. But what I like to think is a tragic, beautiful mess that has helped me formed into the person I am today. During my mania, I drank heavily and had uncontrollable urges to spend money, especially money I didn't have. I had delusions that my bills would go away if I just ignored them, and I felt like I had all the money in the world when in actuality, I was barely surviving. In time, I racked up a significant amount of credit card debt, ruined my credit card score, credit score. After a couple of years trying holistic treatments, several different therapists, and a couple different medications, to bring me out of what I felt like was hell. I was referred to a psychologist who was the first to diagnose me with bipolar 1 disorder, which is characterized by the occurrence of at least one manic or mixed episode. Most people also at times have one or more depressive episodes and all experience hypomanic stage before progressing to full mania. I was then put on a medication that will, say, I will say helped in saving my life at the deepest, dark, and craziest times, lithium. With weekly visits to my psychiatrist, my medication, my amazing support system of my family and friends, I finally felt relief. Although I struggled in the beginning of my diagnosis with feeling like the medication was working and at times felt like I didn't need to take it anymore. I have to say I had to overcome stigmas in my mind, which I thought went with being diagnosed with bipolar one and taking medication. Will people think I'm crazy? Will they not want to be friends with me anymore? Will they not love me the same? Can I tell people about my mental illness and not be judged? Is my life going to be different? Will the medication make me gain weight? So on and so forth. The questions in my mind were endless. I also discovered that mental illness ran in my family history, but I was the first in my family when diagnosed that was really talked about. Into my late 20s, all the answers to my questions were revealed. No, I am not crazy. If my friends didn't love and accept me for who I was or my diagnosis, then they didn't need to be in my life. I fortunately did not have to come to terms with any loss of friendship. They all love me just the same. My family loved me unconditionally, and we were there for me for 100%. And I never had side effects from the medication. While on medication, I adapted a healthier lifestyle, working out five to six times a week, eating healthy, getting the right amount of sleep, and doing things that made me feel good on the inside. I turned 30 this past July, and I was never more excited to turn another year older than last summer, not only because I could say goodbye to what I would call the most challenging decade of my life, but also because I finally felt comfortable in my own skin. I, although did not hesitate to kiss my 20s goodbye, I felt really grateful for what I went through, how much I've grown, and how I've turned to what some people might seem like a death sentence into a blessing and a gift. At the end of this past September, after taking lithium for eight years, I decided to stop taking it. It felt like, although it worked for many years, my body was telling me that I no longer needed it anymore. I felt like I had a grasp on what a balanced life required, how it looked, and how it felt. I am more patient, more aware of others, and of how I feel now that I'm off of it. I've come to learn that my mind and my body enough to listen to it. To know when I'm getting too excited to bring myself back down to earth, to not sit in the feeling of being depressed, and to know when to say no and how to be my own advocate. Although some friends, family members, and even my own therapist at the time did not agree or were weary of my decision, I still went with my gut. Because I am the only person who truly knows me, and since being off it for five months, I've proved those who were skeptical wrong. I have since then altered my alcohol intake, focused on my workouts, started meditating, and taking time to take care of me, self-care, and self-love. I fully believe that certain circumstances, being unbalanced, a chemical imbalance, and my environment played a huge factor in pushing me into my diagnosis. I also believe that my thoughts and negative self-talk created my reality. My mind was my own worst enemy— Although I cannot pinpoint the exact moment when finally those thoughts ceased, I now have tools to know what to do when I start feeling any sort of extreme emotion. On October tenth, two 2017, I decided to post a video on my Instagram, a snippet inside my story. Although most, if not all of my close friends and family knew of my diagnosis, I wanted to share with everyone about the gifts I have and hope that sharing my message would inspire others to speak up and not be afraid. Well, it so happened and unplanned that that exact day was World Mental Health Day. The response was overwhelming. I received several messages from people who either have gone through a similar diagnosis or had family members who did. I have to admit, I was very fearful about revealing the skeletons in my closet, of course. But I know and have known that fear is just false evidence appearing real. And the opposite of fear is love and I received enormous amounts of love and encouragement from my post. I have always known that I wanted to help and inspire others going through the same thing, to not be fearful and know that it's okay to talk about it. Thank you for allowing me to share my story with you all. I learned that I can see the positive in my diagnosis. My biggest dream is to help teens and young adults and inspire them. Inspire them to ask for help and know that it's okay to talk about their mental illness. We all have a story to share and a voice that is meant to be heard, and we want to share yours. For more information and to get involved, visit storiesofinspiringjoy.com. Stories of Inspiring Joy is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created by Sydney Weiss. You can find all episodes on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you like the show, hit subscribe, leave us a rating and review and follow along on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're creating greater connection and community, one powerful story at a time.